Alright, thanks everybody for tuning in for week two of Ant and Big Red vs. the World. Everybody that listened back in week one, I hope you like what you heard. Uh, we, we're working to improve week by week, so we're going to have some great content coming up for you today. Uh, Ant and I are going to be discussing a lot about fantasy football. We're going to go over basically our little big boards and some sleepers and maybe some tips in there for you too. So if you're playing fantasy football, this is going to be the episode to listen to. Then from there, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the new NBA rule changes, uh, how that might affect the upcoming season. And lastly, we're going to cover a little bit about Kawhi Leonard and his new team, the Toronto Raptors. Without further ado, uh, we're going to go right into fantasy football. Uh, we're going to start off position by position. Uh, we're going to go with quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to do our top three. And we're going to talk a little bit about them and then see the disagreements, you know, hear the, hear the arguments. And so here we go. Uh, first off, my top three quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers. Uh, pretty much self-explanatory Aaron Rodgers is he's he's the goat statistically I mean I know Tom Brady's got the rings but Aaron Rodgers yeah. is putting up numbers that nobody's I like, really I like the comparison before. of him like um I like the comparison of Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron to Tom Brady's Michael Jordan I like that a lot even actually. though that, uh, that fits Michael Jordan uh, still leads him in stats but either way different debate for a different day go on <laughs> <laughs> different debate for a different day. Ant and I know we got the disagreements on the LBJ-MJ debate, so we'll get into that. But, um, but yeah, it's a good comparison. Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady. I mean, Brady is the GOAT. Um, he's put, he's mm-hmm. put up fantastic numbers, and he's got uh, a bunch of rings. Um, but for my fantasy big board, we got Aaron Rodgers up top. Uh, number two is Matt Ryan. Um, I just think that Matt Ryan is another year with Steve Sarkeesian. I'm not a big fan of his as an offensive coordinator, but... Uh, two years means you build a rapport, you build some more chemistry, not to mention that the Atlanta Falcons with the millions of weapons they had actually added another and Calvin Ridley. Um, and he's going to add to all, an already solid receiving core with Julio Jones and the improving Austin Hooper at tight end. I think it's going to be a big year, and they've got two running backs that can catch the ball better than anyone in the league. So I think Matt Ryan's in for a big year again. Uh, back back maybe not back to his mvp status but up there uh, i think he's gonna have a good year and then my number three which might be a little bit of a surprise but i am a seahawks fan um is russell wilson um, i know he's going a little bit later in the rounds he's later than most of the top tier quarterbacks um a lot of people are going to give me some flack for not having brady in here in the top three but um as brady gets older russell wilson's in his prime um he's going to have an improved offensive line uh which isn't saying much because yeah. Seattle's was For real. horrendous. I'm to he's still alive, with. honestly. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. another thing of why I've got him on here mm-hmm. is that dude's never missed a game. I, he tore his MCL and his pack and played through it. I mean, yeah. So durability and the dual threat of passing and throwing. He led the league in touchdowns last year, and I think if the Seahawks' offensive line is really better and you get a big year out of either Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. Um, it could be a massive year for Russell Wilson, and that's why I got him in my top three. And um, your thoughts? It's pretty solid. The only uh, disagreement I have is Matt Ryan. Uh, I guess I, 
it's not ludicrous they have him in the top three, obviously. I would probably put him at least, at the very least, top six, probably at least top five. Um, he does put up some good numbers and stuff, but I don't know. To, I just think he's uh, overrated in general, and I guess I do get fantasy football's regular season, and that's where he usually, or that's not where he usually, that's where the only place that he balls out at is a regular season, but I mean, like I said, I'm not super, I don't think it's a super ludicrous pick, I just decided to go with somebody else. Um, so, my top three, number one, same as yours, Aaron Rodgers, um, don't really have to explain every, anything, you already explained it, he's, even with no weapons, he's yep. unstoppable. Yeah. He's got Jimmy Graham. So, though. I mean, even adding him will just. Uh, yeah, lost Jordy, yeah. added Jimmy Graham. And number two, uh, your number three, Russell Wilson. He's got, like you said, no O line, oh, but go. that doesn't really matter. Um, dual threat, can run, pass, do anything, pretty much. Um, I'd like to say he's a Drew Brees that can run a lot better. And. So, for my number three, I got my my boy Deshaun Watson. Um, I was really I was really big uh, on him when okay. he got drafted. I was kind of upset that he didn't go a little higher. Um, I didn't think anybody really respected him as they should have coming out of college after what he did at Clemson. Um, back-to-back national championship games, one national championship. Um he broke the record for total yards in a game <laughs> national championship. Um, he was a proven winner, so I don't know why. He was a proven winner and put up stats. So I don't, I don't know why um, he didn't get that much respect. But, yeah, that's why I have at my number three. What do you think about that? Right on. Yeah, so, I mean, I yeah. love that you got Russell Wilson in, too. <laughs> uh, you're making me, making me feel bad for putting him at three. <laughs> um but Deshaun Watson, I yeah. I like Deshaun Watson a lot. Um, I I will be the first to admit I was kind of mm-hmm. a Deshaun Watson hater, honestly. Um, uh, in college, for whatever reason, I I just he just bothered me. I I don't know why. Yeah. I I know he put up great numbers, and Clemson was always fantastic. I mean, the way yeah, they beat Alabama was, was unreal, and and I I should have wised up and realized what a fantastic player he was going to be. But for whatever reason, I wasn't a big Deshaun Watson guy. I know he put up stats, but I feel like he threw yeah, his fair amount fair. of interceptions in college. I think that was the the biggest mm-hmm. thing that held me back was he throws a lot of picks and well, maybe not a lot of picks, but he yeah, throws in a decent amount of picks yeah. and how's that going to translate? Yeah. But I mean, I was wrong. I think a, a lot of people were wrong. Um, and he, I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Assuming he comes back healthy. He, he was actually a guy I kind of wanted yeah. to have as a sleeper, but I mean, he's he's just too overhyped at this point. I mean, the guy was putting yeah, up MVP-like numbers last year. Yeah, no. Yeah, and, he, and and it's a knee injury, and he's a bit of a runner. But, yeah. I mean, the arm talent he has and his agility, yeah. I, I think he's going to be fine. He's a hard worker. He's shown that. Um, so, QB sleepers. Um, I already yeah. told you who I wanted to have as a sleeper, but I couldn't. Uh, so, my sleeper is kind of deep um this would be a guy that you get late late <laughs> yeah. in the rounds even um, even if you get him in the rounds at no, all you'd be I able to just get him in free agency <laughs> yeah depending on the league you're in you might be able to swoop him up off the waiver wire but um mitchell trubisky 
Now, I know it's going to be a little bit of, okay, uh, all right. But, I mean, if you've paid attention to the, the Bears offseason, you, you've noticed that uh, they've really done a lot to amp up their offense and take it from a kind of ground and pound with Jordan Howard and a little bit of Tariq Cohen uh, they, they, to a much what should be yeah. a much higher octane offense. They brought in uh, Allen Robinson and Trey Burton at tight end, um, two much improved weapons for Trubisky. I mean, last year he was essentially playing with guys off the street, and, and then Zach Miller got hurt. Um, so I, I think a lot of talent there now in the receiving core, uh, and their offensive coordinator is much more pass-oriented, and, and not to mention you still have Jordan Howard, yeah. an elite running back. Um, that can carry you when need be. And, I mean, Trubisky threw it near 35-plus times a game last year because of how bad the Bears were. Uh, but now with weapons, if the Bears still are losing games, Trubisky's still going to be thrown at 35 to, to 40 times a game. But this time he has people who can yeah. actually catch touchdowns. Um, uh, so Ant's thoughts? I guess I'm not – uh, now that you explained it, I'm not as shocked as I was when uh, you told me before we started recording. Um I definitely get where you're coming <laughs> from. Um, I could definitely see him having a Jared Goff type type second year, the way Jared Goff kind of took off. Uh, no rhyme, uh, no rhyme. What is it intended? <laughs> no, <laughs> no rhyme intended. intended but uh, <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see see Mr. Trubisky having a second year similar to Jared Goff. And so for my sleeper. Might come off as biased, might not. I try to be as unbiased as possible, but it's Josh McCown. Nah, <laughs> I'm uh. playing. It's uh, of course my <laughs> my boy Derek Carr. Uh, the list I'm looking at right now has him yeah. at 22nd for quarterbacks, which I think is kind of disrespectful. I mean, I get he's not a super big name quarterback. But he definitely can can put up those numbers and has put up those numbers as big name quarterbacks. I get he didn't last year, but he was alert. He was hurt for a lot of the time last year. But um, two years ago, when he was having that MVP type season, he was up there. And um, the Raiders just added to. They had a high powered offense that just got even more high high powered with. Um, a new loaded up receiving core. A lot of targets for him to throw to. And Jordy Nelson. Um, an O line that protects him, gives him enough time to make plays and throw touchdowns. So that's who I got as my sleeper. Right on. Uh, I So, kind of same story. Um, I heard Derek Carr and I was like, all right, Derek Carr could be yeah. solid, could be middle of the road. Uh, the more I think about it, though, um, I. He was. He was putting up near MVP-like numbers a couple years ago when the Raiders were really good. Um, last year was a down year. The one thing that I think held him back yeah, a lot was drops. I mean, Amari Cooper's yeah. – <laughs> Amari's incredibly athletic yeah. and a great receiver, but the dude I'm, I'm pretty sure is top three or yeah, led the no, league he was in close. catch percentage yeah. or drop percentage, and it's – yeah. And so, I mean, you got Derek Carr who – may not be as accurate as somebody like Aaron Rodgers, but he can definitely sling it. Um, he, I would put him above Kirk Cousins in skill level and yeah. look how much that guy got paid. Uh, so, I mean, from that standpoint, you got to believe he's going to have a bounce back year. He's not going to be playing with a back injury all mm -hmm. season like he did last year. And 
And, uh, yeah, I, I like Derek Carr as a sleeper, too, especially yeah. ranked QB 22. I mean, just like my guy Trubisky, that's a dude that could be yeah, on the waiver wire sure. or late. I mean, take yeah, him nah. as a backup. I'm, if, yeah, I, I'm, take him I'm as about a to take him out. later in the round, later in uh, the draft. <laughs> Unfortunately, last year, now that we're done talking about quarterbacks, <sighs> last year my quarterback was Dak Prescott. Uh, don't, don't draft Dak Prescott. Oh. That's all I have to say. <laughs> gotta go there all right moving on to running backs uh this one i think it's gonna be fairly straightforward in terms of what me and Ant have mm-hmm. the order might be a little different um i know my i got one guy a little bit higher than uh a lot of the big boards have uh so my top three running backs in this order are todd Gurley, mm-hmm. uh david johnson and Le'Veon bell at number three uh, now, Todd Gurley's yeah. pretty self-explanatory. The dude put up ridiculous numbers. Um, I mean, I think a lot of these number one overalls yeah. are going to be pretty self-explanatory. But but Todd Gurley's in an elite offense with an excellent offensive coordinator in Sean McVay, and he's gonna he's gonna continue to flourish. The Rams did nothing but add positive pieces. Um, Brandon Cooks swapping him out for Sammy Watkins, and I, Sammy Watkins has never been a big number guy numbers guy, and and I think Brandon Cooks is going to fill his role and then some. And Todd Gurley is going to keep just chugging away. Um, David Johnson is the one guy I think that I I have a little bit higher valued than a lot of the big boards. A lot of them are putting him at yeah. The one I'm looking at has him at two. Some three and yeah. two. Okay, so that one's that one's online. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think David Johnson's going to have yeah, to carry the Cardinals offense. I, he's going to have to do everything. and. And Sam Bradford's not horrible, so he's going to be able to put the ball down the field and pass. So they are going to have some respect for the Arizona passing game, especially with Arians. Um, but I think David Johnson, with his dual capabilities in the pass and run game, he's going to take off and have another amazing season. I mean, he he had an upper body injury that took him out for the year, and so there's yeah, no real concerns his running about ability and his stuff. return to health and all that. Yeah. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell, he's Le'Veon Bell. Um, I know he's got the holdout issues and all that, uh, but he's going to report and he's going to be the guy week in, week out. Um, only concern with Le'Veon Bell is health. I mean, the the guy seems to have some catastrophic injury every season, unfortunately. Um, but if you've got a healthy Le'Veon Bell, you've got a very good fantasy team. Yeah, um, I don't really have any disagreements with that. I mean, all the... All three guys you named off um, are either in my top three or I consider them for my top three. So, yeah, I've got no problems or disagreements or anything with that at all. All right, so for my number one, um, it kind of kills me to put him number one, Ezekiel Elliott. I hate the Cowboys. Uh, Uh, I I hate the Cowboys by, like, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, He's, despite all the allegations of him, uh, beating women and whatnot. Um, I like him as a player, so it doesn't enti- it doesn't kill me entirely to put him number one. But just saying the Dow by his name kind of makes me sick. But yeah, he's gonna put up numbers. Um, number two, yeah, I got Todd Gurley. Um, you pretty much covered all okay. that Todd Gurley was about and what he's about to do, and. Um, Number three, Le'Veon Bell. Like you said, he's a monster. He's holding out, but regardless of where he is, if he's on the Steelers or wherever he's 
he gets traded to, if he gets traded, whatever, he's going to be putting up numbers. Um, receiving and running. Um, he'll give you a lot of points receiving, which is, depending on how your point system is set up, could be really nice for you. So that's what I got. Right on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, PPR, I mean, these yeah. guys will be monsters. Um, I, it's kind of cool Kind of cool that we had a disagreement yeah. there for the number one. Um, <laughs> I was worried it'd be a little boring. <laughs> no, yeah, as through. much as it makes me sick, <laughs> I gotta put, I gotta, gotta put Zeke number one. Gotta put some respect on his name. Uh, I, yeah, I, I like, I, yeah. I don't like Zeke. Uh, not gonna lie. Um, I, and I think Dak Prescott has yeah, shown no. regression, and so I'm a little worried about the Cowboys. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, so I don't know. Zeke's yeah. got a ton of talent. Um, I respect that, but I, for me, I'd, I'd steer clear a little bit of uh, Ezekiel Elliott unless you got good quality. I mean, fifth, sixth pick, okay. Um, if he's still there, I'm all over it. But me personally, I, I'm kind of yeah, shying away from. I Zeke. get that. Um, I guess where it, where I think um, putting Zeke number one comes from is, yeah, Dak fell off a little bit, but um, in their rookie seasons when Zeke was putting up monster numbers, Dak was actually decent, so I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, give and take, I guess. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be good though, especially with that O-line, like, mm, he'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I, shoot, I could eat my words for talking smack nah. to Dak Prescott. <laughs> you don't uh, you you your words for talking smack about <laughs> Dak. Uh, he's garbage. I had a, <laughs> a little off topic, but I was in a position to win a game last year in fantasy football. It was three separate games, but this one game uh, could have made the playoffs. Uh, my last player to play was Dak. I only needed three points to win. He put up a negative five for me. So... Oh, dude. Yeah. That's painful. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, I would never draft Dak Prescott ever again in my <laughs> yeah, entire life if I was you. I'm taking quarterback first round this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, moving on, sleeper running backs. Um, yeah. Uh, my sleeper could be considered a sleeper, could not, depending on what board you're looking at. But I'm going Jordan Howard. I had him last year on my team. Okay. He was probably the most consistent uh, player I had on my team. He, I could always count on him to give me at least 10 to 15 points, if not better. He, ne- he never, he didn't really have any down games at all. Like I said, his like worst game was like 10 points, which is still pretty decent. So he's not. I don't necessarily think he'll put up monster points, like 40 point games, but he'll give you that consistent. Um, running back present set is uh, needed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I yeah. like Jordan Howard a lot. Um, I'm a big Jordan Howard supporter. Um, I liked him a lot as a rookie year when he was first coming up. Um, I, the one thing I'm worried about a little bit with Jordan Howard is uh, yeah. his volume. I mean, he's been a guy that's gotten 25 to 30 plus yeah, carries trash. because the Bears have been so poor, but but for the same reason why I like Trubisky as a deep sleeper for a QB, um, yeah. I am a little hesitant on Jordan Howard because his volume may decrease carries-wide. I mean, he's still going to be a horse for him. I believe that. 
Um, but there may there just may not yeah, be as many carries I feel that. around. I agree with that somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't we don't have to agree on everything. Right, so it's uh, what do you have uh, for sleeper? So my sleeper is another <laughs> Jordan, uh, but he Michael is Jordan. on the Colts. Is Jordan Wilkins? Uh, the fifth round pick for the Colts of this year. Uh, when Marlon Mack went down, I think his his talent and stock took a huge step up but i don't think many people are yeah. talking about it yet um i, I don't know a lot about him so. with my brother the other day yeah. yeah exactly he's he's pretty unknown i didn't know much about him until my brother and i talked about him a little bit and i looked into it um so he in my opinion he's going to be the guy for the colts as long as mac is down um he's most recently been working with the first team and he's a fifth round pick he he's got a he has a good bit of talent he's a power back um with solid hands from what I understand. And I, I think he could be the guy that emerges from the Colts backfield. I, the main reason he's my big sleeper is because he's going around mm -hmm. 150th overall. I, that's in 12 team leagues. That's yeah. 12th round or later. Um, so he's, he's deep. He may even, if you're in a 10 team or even an eight team league, this guy's probably sitting on your waiver wire if you've already drafted or will be. Uh, and so I don't know. He's a guy to kick a flyer on because if he steps up and becomes the guy for the Colts with a healthy Andrew Luck, yeah, watch out. I mean, I can't really disagree with anything you said because, like I said, I don't really know much about the dude. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you could you exactly. convince you convince me. Deep sleeper. I'll draft him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, all right, wide receivers. Ant, you want to yeah. start us off for this uh, one? Wide receivers. It's a little more spread out. Um, I don't know, you might, you might not like one of my picks here. But I got number one, okay. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, him and Deshaun Watson, I think, okay. are going to be... Well, I guess they're already proven duo, pretty much. Just they didn't really have the sustainability uh, since um, Deshaun Watson got hurt. But I think they'll definitely be back yeah. to that form, if not better. So, And DeAndre Hopkins, even without Deshaun Watson, was a monster last year. So... Uh, I'm putting some respect on the Texans this year. Uh, okay. Number like two, that. I'll go Keenan Allen. Uh, on this board I'm looking Ooh. at, he's at number seven. Uh, I just think he's really good. he was really good last year with the Chargers. I'm with Phillip Rivers as his quarterback. I mean, he'll get the ball. So um, I'm just looking for him to put up some big numbers. And my third pick is probably the pick that you'll disagree with i got uh stefan diggs number three yeah stephon uh diggs. i had him last okay. year he gave me like three four five 40 plus point games which is nice um i don't know i just feel like him and Kirk cousins are gonna vibe together a lot i mean last year i had case keenum I mean, he's not terrible but Kirk Cousins is definitely a lot better, so I'm looking, I'm thinking he'll be getting the ball a lot more. I mean, especially now that they that that Adam Thielen broke out, like you can't necessarily yeah. put too much of a defensive emphasis on Stephon Diggs, so he'll have uh, a decent amount of space to be working with. Yeah, I I like that a lot. So. I mean, we definitely yeah. do have some disagreements in our top three. Um, but in that same breath, I yeah. like Keenan Allen a lot. That's been a guy that I've had on some of my fantasy teams probably 
three of the last four years I've had Keenan Allen, and I, he's yeah, burned me with yeah, injuries. Um, but last year mm-hmm. he was fantastic, and I I took him a little early. I reached on him because I felt like he was finally going to be healthy and have an awesome year, and and he did. And building on that, I I think he's yeah. going to have another great year. Um, I th- I think in PPR leagues, Keenan Allen is definitely top three, um, top yeah. top five at the very least. Um, I, I like him a lot. He's not in my top three, uh, but I can definitely see why you got him there. Um, moving on to Stefan Diggs. Um, quite honestly, yeah. I don't like I Diggs feel, in the top three. There's, I know you wouldn't. There's too many other guys. There's too many other guys. Uh, there just is. Yeah. I do like Stefan Diggs. I mean, I have to. I I, I kind of fell asleep in the second round of this one fantasy draft I did uh, with Connor Walker. Uh, shout out him for putting me up in that league but i missed round two and i had stefan diggs queued because i wanted to snag him mm-hmm. in probably the third round but i missed round two and so it took stefan diggs for me yeah. like 16th overall that's yeah uh, so, so last i got year, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm last year i ended here. up with stefan diggs he was one of my last picks like i'd picked um ah. mike evans and terrell Pryor. <laughs> As my uh, number one and number two wide receivers. Oh God, Terrell Pryor yeah. was disgusting. So, that was pretty <laughs> terrible for me, but luckily Stefan Diggs came through for me. So. Yeah, you got Diggs to get you some huge value. He's gonna have to put up some excellent numbers for me to get any kind of value <laughs> out of where I took him. But I do like Diggs. Yeah. I don't think he's top three though. Uh, and with that, my top three is number yeah. one Antonio Brown. Definitely. Um, AB's the guy. In my mind, Antonio Brown's the best receiver in the league. I mean, as he gets older, his game may not age well, but, I mean, you look at Steve Smith, and that dude played forever and was awesome. Um, Antonio Brown's fantastic. I think he's going to have another great year in that offense, and he's got arguably better help now with Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, the rookie James Washington for the Steelers receiving core. Um, And so, I mean, AB's AB. That's why he's there. Uh, from there, number two is actually your number one, uh, DeAndre Hopkins for me. Um, I I like DeAndre a lot. I mean, just like you said, yeah. when Watson and him were together, I mean, they were – DeAndre Hopkins was the best receiver fantasy-wise in football when him and Deshaun Watson were playing together. And, I mean, part of that was Watson throwing <laughs> four touchdowns yeah. a game. But, <laughs> but, I mean, still, it's not like that's going to change. They're still going to have that chemistry, and Deshaun Watson's – still going to be great as we've both discussed a little bit already um so not much more i've got on that you kind of covered a lot uh number three for me is i mean it might be a surprise uh, depending on how well you know me uh mm. i got odell beckham yeah at three and and i mean it's i don't know i the guys i've left off for it i mean like some guys like julio yeah. jones and, and and big names like i I'm not a big Julio yeah, fan. I've had nah, him in a keeper especially league last for a couple year, years was, in a row. He was terrible for fantasy. He, he seems <laughs> to let me down in crunch time every year. I mean, the dude puts up a monster stat line like once a year. I think it's like he's got like a little, yeah. a little punch card for <laughs> when am I going to go off for 250 yards yeah. and three tuds or whatever. But that happens once, and you get super hyped, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I drafted Julio. And then the playoffs come around, yeah. and he puts up like eight, and you lose, which is – which is just awesome. I love losing <laughs> because my number three or four overall pick plays an egg in the playoffs. Um, anyway, not a big Julio fan anymore. I'm not keeping him this year, in case you were wondering. Uh, but I got Odell at number three. I think the Giants' offense is going to be better. Um, I mean, Odell, he injuries 
Um, he'll, he, he's, he's back, though, and I know he's been kind of a frail guy throughout his career, but I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, he's yeah, one of the most talented guys in the league, and if he can stay healthy, Yeah, that's a big if, awesome. though. I mean, I like Odell a lot, too. It um, is. But I guess that was the one thing keeping me from putting him in my top three. Yeah. Is it injuries? Yeah, and I and I buy that. I mean, it's 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 kind of a risky. It's funny to think about a guy as a risk when you're absolutely yeah. taking him in the first round. Like it just. But, but I mean, it's true. He he does have injury risk, and and so I mean that's something to keep in mind. If you got a guy that if you want to play it a little safer, um, by all means take a guy that's in there every game. Um, but keep in mind Odell Beckham as a waiver wire pickup back in his rookie year. I, I know several people that won their fantasy leagues because they had Odell and his ridiculous talent and numbers. Um, but, yeah, all right. So, sleepers for wide receiver position. Um, I have got one guy that, I mean, you probably know him. He's put up some decent numbers last year. It's Nelson Aguilar on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he had 62 catches for 770 yards and eight touchdowns last year, which you kind of look at, I mean, that's a pretty solid stat line. I mean, it's a wide receiver three or a flex play for sure. Um, so why am he, why is he my sleeper? Um, it's mainly because I think he's poised mm. for even bigger numbers this year. Um, I, I think, I think especially with Alshon Jeffrey hurt for the first four games, or is he, he's hurt or, yeah, he's He's hurt with his shoulder, I believe, coming back from his surgery. Um, I don't think there's actually a timetable, but he's not ready yet. And if he ends up on the physically unable to perform list, he's out for six yeah. weeks, and that leaves Nelson Aguilar as the de facto number one. And Wentz had no problem throwing to him. So I think with that in mind, Nelson Aguilar is yeah. my sleeper. Um, no, I don't really have any disagreements there. Um, with Alshon Jeffrey out, he's definitely going to get a lot of targets. So. Um, yep. Yeah, no disagreement for me there. For uh, my sleeper, and uh, I don't know, a lot of my sleepers um, are guys that I had on my team last year. Uh, I got Ted Ginn Jr. for my <laughs> sleeper. He came through okay. a lot for me last year um, with my trash two first picks at wide receiver, um, especially in the flex, in the flex slot. He has the ability to put up big numbers, and he will. Um, not on a regular game basis, obviously, but um, especially with Drew Brees as his quarterback, he gets his targets. He's yeah, still on the, uh, Saints. the list I'm looking at right now says he is. Don't quote me on that, though. Yeah, I, that's I was gonna ask you. I, I wasn't sure. Um, I, it makes but, uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna get his uh, yards one way or another. I feel like so. That's why I got him. Yeah, I. Ten Ginn, Ten Ginn uh, he's, yeah. he's been a sneaky guy over the years, especially in high-powered offenses. I mean, it's it's kind of you look at Ginn, he's aging. He's been mainly a returner in his career. But, I mean, last year is a prime example of him just stepping into an opportunity and doing real well. Um, I'm a little worried about the amount of yeah. touches he'll have with uh, Michael Thomas back, or Michael Thomas back for the Saints, and Cameron Meredith coming off a season-ending injury last year. Um, he's back. And he had an exciting year with the Bears when he played and got to the Saints to try and make something happen. So, I mean, Cameron Meredith, in my mind, um, could steal some of his touches just because he's younger and the Saints might be looking to, you know, yeah. move towards the future. But I do like Ted Ginn, and yeah. I think he has a lot of potential. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, I guess my 
thought process is more of putting him in the flex anyway. So, I mean, on the, at the list I'm looking at, he's yeah, a 35th yeah, ranked receiver. Um, 34 is Doug Baldwin. Shout out to That's Doug Baldwin. Um, I think he's going to be nice too. Oh, yeah. he's right there with Doug Baldwin. <laughs> but yeah, that's who I got. All right. So moving into tight ends, uh, go for my top three. Uh, Zach Ertz at number one. Uh, maybe a little bit of surprise to Gronk fans. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Number two. Number two, I got Jimmy Graham. Um, I think he's going to have a big year yeah. with the Packers. Uh, I really do. Uh, I think he's going to catch a lot of touchdowns, and he's finally got a, an offense that might utilize him downfield a little bit more than the Seahawks did. I, I know the Packers like to have their guys blocked, but big news, Jimmy Graham can't. So what are you going to do? The Packers are going to split him out wide a lot more than the Seahawks did. And so I like him a lot for a big year with the best quarterback in the game. Um and number three, uh, I gotta give some respect to Gronk. Um, my, I, I honestly don't like putting him in my top three. I would, if if Patrick Mahomes wasn't the quarterback for Kansas City, yeah. Travis Kelsey would be my number three <laughs> yeah, tight end. Yeah. And yeah, and it, it has nothing to do with talent. I think Gronk is absolutely the most talented tight end in the in the league. Um, yeah, for me, it's all I about health. I feel like Gronkowski goes down every year and. And so, yeah, you're taking a big risk when you take Gronk. Um, if he stays healthy, shoot, it pays off for you big time. But health for me is the big reason why I don't have him. Well, I do have him in my top three, but yeah. I reluctantly put him there uh, only because he can be so great yeah. when he's healthy. Um, so I got absolutely no disagreements with that because that's exactly what my top three is. Uh, yeah, so Ooh, I got Zach okay. Ertz. Um, you explained it. I got Jimmy Graham, number two. I really like Jimmy Graham. And Aaron Rodgers duo. Um, I think Jimmy Graham is also hungry to have a comeback season since he's been kept at bay. I believe it. In Seattle, um, then number three. But you just had yeah, you just had to put cage. we just had to put respect on Gronk's name. Like obviously he's not he's not, he's not healthy. You do really? He's usually never healthy for a full season. But I mean, like you said, like you said, when he's healthy, he puts up numbers. Yeah. yeah he's Gronk. Right. Uh, sleepers for tight ends. I mean, I, I personally, I'm yeah, not a big fan either. of the tight end position for fantasy. I mean, it's 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 thin. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, you got five to ten guys that you can play mm -hmm. every week, if that. And then after that, it's it's like you're scanning the waiver wire for somebody that's going to get you ten points, hopefully. Uh, but my sleeper, with that in mind, um, bit of a deep sleeper, kind of a breakout candidate is O.J. Howard on Tampa Bay. Uh, this guy is, is a top pick for Tampa Bay. Uh, he's going around 160 overall in drafts right now, which is late, late. Uh, I know he's behind Cameron Brait, who just signed a big extension, but at the end of the day, O.J. Howard's a great blocker and has a ton of athletic ability and talent, and, and he's got a breakthrough at some point. Um, I mean, he's kind of a stash guy for me. If Cameron Brait has any kind of injury or anything, O.J. Howard is going in my lineup immediately, but... Um, I do like him yeah. as a potential. Uh, not really, not really disagreement for me because, like you, I'm not really a big tight end guy. Um, I guess my sleeper would be Vernon Davis with the Redskins. Um, not necessarily because I think he's gonna have this huge year or whatever, but he seems to be healthy, and I feel like the Redskins are gonna be running more of a short pass game this year. So 
That's why I got him. I like that. Yeah, Vernon Davis, he's, he's yeah. older, but he's still fast. Uh, and plus, you know Jordan Reed's mm -hmm. not staying healthy, so... I've got a quick three, last little bits. My top three breakout stars for fantasy. We'll go quick because we did fly through that, and we got a couple other things we want to cover. Uh, my top three breakout stars are Derrick Henry. Currently, he's going average draft position, 25 overall, but I think all he's got to do is wiggle his yeah. way past Deion Lewis, and that dude's in for a huge year. Uh, number two, I got Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he's potentially a sleeper, too. Uh, in the final four games of the year that he played with Jimmy Garoppolo, the dude averaged seven catches for 99 yards each game. Um, that's great production, especially if you're in a PPR league. That dude's 15 points a game for you. Uh, so I think he's potential fantasy star. I don't know how he's going to blow the league away with major numbers, but fantasy-wise, yeah. I think he's going to step up. And another guy, another guy that I think... My third breakout star would be Kenyon Drake on the Dolphins. Um, he's got to get around some veteran presences and Frank Gore, but I think he's more just there to pass the torch until Kenyon Drake can really run with it. Uh, now we're going to move on to NBA rule changes. Uh, there's some things going on. Uh, about the rule changes at upcoming meetings that they're probably going to implement. Um, first of which is a shot clock resets to 14 after an offensive rebound. Um, and Ant's going to tell you a little bit about how that might impact the upcoming season and the game. Yeah, so this is a rule change that I'm kind of mixed about. Um, like we were talking about before we started recording, it will, or at least I think it will, um, increase scoring since it's a whole 10 seconds shaved off the clock if you get an offensive rebound. Um, and it'll also create more suspense at the end of games. But on the con side, um, I guess I'd say overall, I don't necessarily like it. Um, I feel like if a team gets an offensive rebound, they deserve a whole 24 seconds on the shot clock since they earned a whole other possession. Um, they boxed out, got in position, got the board. They deserve that. They deserve that time to reset their offense and run a play if they need to. If not, just go back up with it. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, mixed, but more leaning towards the side of uh, not liking it. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, so I mean, I. For me, I mean, it's yeah. it's change, so it's something different. It's it's kind it's kind of a big mm -hmm. change when you think about it. I mean, I, I going down to 14 seconds, it's 10 seconds less. Or yeah, 10 seconds. <laughs> 10 seconds less uh, on the shot clock, and then I mean, you could argue that 14 seconds is the out of bounds penalty foul, yeah, foul uh, reset too. And so I mean, that still is time to run a possession, but I mean, it's yeah. going to be quicker, just like you said. Um, it's going to, in my mind, it will increase scoring. It's going to yeah. increase shot attempts yeah. and the suspense that you mentioned um, at the, at late games when you're getting you're scrambling at everybody's trying to scrape and crawl, claw and grit every single board, and they're going to have to put their shots up quicker. Which, in the case of offensive rebounds, is going to relay for mm -hmm. more suspense between players. Whether you're making these yep. shots or missing them, either the other team has more opportunities to shoot or 
they get the ball back with more time because you can't drain 24 seconds off after you get an offensive mm-hmm. rebound late in the game. But um, but I, 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 I'm leaning towards on board with it um, just because I think change, the change could be exciting and it could make for some really good basketball yeah, games. I late. guess uh, I feel like uh, they should be changing other things before changing this. Like, I guess that's probably where more of my negativity comes from. Like, it's not... I feel like it's not a role that that will have too much of an impact. It will have like it'll obviously have an impact, but not something that's super substantial. But I just feel like they just did it just to do it. Yeah, I I get where you're coming from. I I think there are definitely things yeah. that need to be addressed and should have been addressed before this. But I mean, this might be kind of the league's way of something small, something changed. Like it is, it could be a positive yeah. change, and it's not going to take a ton of convincing. Um, but anyway, moving on, another rule change is simplifying the clear path rule. And so the specifications on this is essentially it's making the rule less ambiguous mm-hmm. for refs to call. Um, it's now, or it's going to be, if only one player is ahead of the entire defense with the control of the ball or is going to receive a pass, then if he's fouled, is a clear path and he shoots his free throws and they get possession. Uh, on my end, yeah. I, I like it. I, th- I think it's... This is one of those things yep. that should have been addressed. The clear path has been mm-hmm. kind of a joke. Um, I mean, <laughs> I used to get mad when yeah. it'd be randomly called in uh, 2K. Like, it's it's absurd, and it definitely needed to be clarified at the very least, which it seems like they're doing, and I, I think it's only got a positive. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I personally don't necessarily like that the clear path foul rule has to be a rule since people are just out here grabbing dudes to prevent fast breaks. Like, fast breaks are... I'd say the most exciting thing, or I guess second most exciting thing behind like buzzer beaters and game-winning shots and all that in basketball, because it allows dudes to show how how like athletically gifted they are. Like Russ, Russ, Russ running a fast yeah. break is super dope to watch. Um, I'm glad that they're specifying it so that I feel like it'll discourage it'll discourage um, teams and players more from doing that stopping fast breaks so i think it's a, i think it's a really good change yeah absolutely i hadn't even thought of that yeah. but I, I love that i mean fast mm-hmm. breaks are exciting they're awesome um and this is going to allow more of them because yeah. there's not that ambigu- ambiguity in the call i mean you don't know if it's this or that and so it's going to reduce players from fouling and get more fast breaks uh last new rule is the hostile act <laughs> definition um, there it's you may not know what it is I mean essentially it's any action the original rule any action between the player to player that is viewed as a hostile act or with hostile intent um, goes into the replay booth instantly and they check it out um, now they are expanding that rule to include interactions between player to coach player to referee and player to fan they can all be instantly reviewed if there is hostile interaction as viewed by the refs, which is another ambiguous thing, but yeah. shoot, they're all over. Uh, Your thoughts? I guess overall, I don't really like this rule. Um, like, basketball's a sport. Sports invoke emotion. Um, I I don't like... Like I, I sound like an old head and everything, but I don't like how, so- I don't like how soft the <laughs> league is. Uh, especially... Not not necessarily that the referees are soft, just the soft calls that they make is just annoying. Um, 
like what what game was that? I think it was game one when Tristan Thompson got ejected in the finals this year. I think it was game one. Might have been game two. Was it? I feel like it was game yeah. two. Uh, but no, either way, like game one. that whole thing is just stupid. And I feel like this uh, this yeah. rule update will increase that and have more instances of that since now it's looking at player to fans. And, I mean, I definitely think it will be more favored towards the fans and that they'll be more likely to eject a yep. player than to throw a fan out, which I think is stupid because I think fans don't really know how to act at basketball games sometimes. Like, I forget. I think I want to say it was the Jazz, but it was Russ. I think Russ said it about the Jazz that – it's one of the worst places to play. It's because the fans are just, like, super disrespectful and stuff. And, I don't know, that's just something I don't really like. Like, you're, pay you're paying money to watch these athletes play. Like, you don't got to, like, be mean like that. <laughs> I guess I'd say. I guess not be mean. Be yeah, no, like I, I agree. Um, I agree. I, to be honest, I, I wasn't as against this rule. Um Mm -hmm. when I first read it until I heard your yeah. opinion on it, actually. Um, and it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I I was worried a little bit about mm -hmm. that player-to-fan interactions because you're not – these players yeah. are put on a pedestal. Yeah. They absolutely are. It, it doesn't matter who you are as a fan. If you're, you're paying money to watch these guys, and it's pretty it's pretty blatant. You can yeah. say whatever you I'm, want yeah. to them. I mean, you, we've been we've, – They've invoked uh -huh. f bombs and screaming yeah. matches and, and fist fights, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. But it's always the players mm -hmm. that get in the most trouble, and and I mean part of that is because they're the most covered media-wise. So maybe you don't see what happens to the fans, but I I really find it hard to believe that these fans that are flipping off players and making jokes yeah. to them, crude jokes, are getting yeah. in much trouble at all. Um, and absolutely, like you said these things they're gonna go to replay it's always the second one yep. that gets caught um but maybe in this situation it's always going to be the second one that gets punished because these play these fans are gonna say something to these guys it's gonna set them off like you said emotion runs high especially in, com in a competitive game but these players are gonna react and say something back and they're gonna be the ones that get in trouble yeah. not the fans and just like you said that's 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 tough and ridiculous uh, and and from the standpoint of the game just coming soft, I mean yes, that fouling all these these things are soft. But I mean having, well I think it's two technical fouls or whatever, yeah. and you're ejected. Yeah, right? I think it's Something two along those lines. Yeah, I th I'm pretty I th sure it's two texts. Yeah, I think I think that's ridiculous. I'm flagrance, fine. That you're those are called for intent. I mean eject guys, but you're getting technical fouls for when a guy yeah. turns around and says something the ref doesn't yeah, like no. and that's so your that's first your first tech, tech. You be on. and then yeah. yeah and then later on you give, you give some guy a hard foul and it gets viewed as a flagrant yeah. and you're ejected i mean uh, it's I feel, yeah. that's that to i me definitely is don't think you should top. be ejected like maybe a fine but yeah. I'd, I'd be okay with that i mean you want to keep these guys in the game they're who we're paying to see it's what you tune in for nobody wants to see demarcus cousins getting ejected yeah. I don't know. Every well, ten, well, maybe now they do. Games, but I, <laughs> oh yeah, but, maybe yeah, now. Before, maybe, maybe now because he's he's on the the super five, the yeah. the wonder team. <laughs> All right. So moving in, uh, we have gone on for quite a little bit here. 
but I mean, this is kind of what we want to do. We like to get into deep to things. Um, fantasy football took us a, a ways in, so we'll try and wrap it up quick here. We want to talk about one last little thing. It's uh, Kawhi Leonard, a Raptor now, and DeMar DeRozan, a Spur. Um, recently, a report came out, uh, read an article on NBC that noted that people around his inner circle and listening within his inner circle um, have mentioned that he Kawhi likes the idea of going to L.A. still. He still has that in mind, but he wants to go into the season with the Raptors with a completely open mind. Um, and so there is potential for re-signing. I, I mean, the Raptors, the Raptors can offer him a five-year, $190 million contract, which no other team can even really come close to um, in terms of money and length. So... I mean, it's a possibility. It's interesting. Me and Ann actually joked. We were going back and forth when uh, Demar and Kawhi first got traded. Uh, that Kawhi, there's no chance he's signing with the Raptors. Uh, I just kept saying, "Hey, man, you never know. It's possible." Look at yeah. look at Paul George's look at Paul George's situation. But um, I, I I still am on the side of he's probably not going to sign with the Raptors. But um, I know you've got some thoughts on it, Ant. We had the we had the little uh, text argument yeah. about it, so um, what, what do you got? I think it's more of uh, just clearing things up so they could start the season fresh, no drama or anything, and just get to playing basketball because I know that's what Kawhi is all about. Like He just wants to hoop. Um, I don't really think he cares a lot about the money. Like He was driving a 97 Tahoe around. Um, he doesn't, oh, I remember, yeah, I remember he doesn't really care about that. that. And... <laughs> Like I said, like I told you when um, he first got traded, Chris Broussard said that uh, Kawhi's camp said that even if they won a championship, he wouldn't resign, which is uh, it's kind of ridiculous. But um, I think they are, they have a better chance of signing him than that. <laughs> like, but I, I would agree. Yeah. If they win a ship, I, I, I think yeah. they get Kawhi but, back, honestly. Um, I'm de- like, obviously, I, the jokes are funny. Um, he... The Raptors do have a chance to sign him. I mean, um, who knows? Like, maybe he'll like it there. Um, their personnel, I feel like, will really fit Kawhi. Um, their roster and everything. I think um, Kyle Lowry and Kawhi will be a nice duo. They're both two-way players, so that'll be good. Uh, I think he'll he'll end up liking it, but I still feel like he'll end up in L.A., whether it's with the Clippers or the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can I can see I can see the Lakers. Um, I mean, I think I, I think part of the reason he wanted to force a trade to LA was because he wanted yeah. to play with LeBron. I mean, um, yeah. He wanted to bring that challenge to Golden State, and so I I could see him going more there than mm-hmm. the Clippers. I think if he went to the Clippers, um, the Clippers are offering him more money than yeah. the Lakers do, and he does it more for financial reasons. Yeah, but if he's doing it for financial, he yeah. doesn't seem to care all that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'd stay in Toronto if he was. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. I, I like to look at it more half, glass half full because yeah. I feel bad for the Raptors every uh, year. I don't really do feel well, bad for him then, anymore. Then they're they're. Well, you gotta feel bad for Dwayne Casey at least, coach of the uh, year, fired before the award. I don't know show. if I feel bad about like I guess I feel <laughs> bad that he was fired. He deserved to be fired though, but I guess poor timing. I guess I would it's, say. I I don't know what it is about the Raptors why they can't perform in the playoffs. I. Uh, it's it, yeah to get swept by the Cavs. I, I feel like it's definitely a different topic for a different day because I could get into it, but yeah. 
It yeah. is. We really could. Um, but yeah, back back to this. I I think I like to look at a glass half gla- glass half full. Um, I think Kawhi. I'd like to think he'd resign with the Raptors. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff out. I think when Chris Broussard saying he wouldn't sign even if they won a championship, um, I think a lot of that was probably yeah. initial reaction, like pissed yeah. off at the Spurs for trading him somewhere. He specifically said he didn't want to go. Um, but at the end of the day, if the Raptors play really well and he likes it there, I mean, he may not be mo- money motivated, but they can still give him 50 million more dollars mm-hmm. than anyone else can and money motivated or not that's that's financial security and greater things in life um but yeah i don't know i i do still think that he is yeah. la bound quite honestly at this point we'll have to see how the year yeah, goes who knows uh maybe he'll win mvp and change his mind yeah hey, he's in the east lebron's yeah. gone uh, we'll see who comes that, out. That's a different topic for a different day, though. <laughs> Always is. All right. Thanks for dragging on with us. I hope you got some excellent fantasy advice. Um, if you don't play fantasy football, go ahead and skip like the yeah. first 30 well, minutes uh, and you're in for a good couple of things. Good thing they won't the be able NBA. to hear that uh, skip tip until after they had already listened to it since it's at the end. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. I want to shout out uh, MJ Nolke for giving us some love on the Facebook page. Um, shout out my eldest oh, brother, yeah. shout, Sean Henderson. Shout, um, he's gonna be, yeah, he's gonna be taking over our editing, um, so we can line up our audio files and get rid of some echoing issues that we dealt with in week one. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, next week we're one big thing to look forward to is uh, we're gonna give our opinions on the MLB awards race. And there um, and a lot of other exciting stuff that's been going on so this is and big red versus the world bye peace